When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to the Roam Around League podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. Today's episode, we're going to take a look back at the Washington football team and New York Giants game this past week. It was a heart-pumping, exhilarating, exciting win, uh, but there was a lot of miscues that still need to be corrected going forward for this team to be successful and have the season that you know, a lot of fans and even analysts um, were thinking they could have. A look at the matchup this week versus the Bills as well. It'll be their toughest test to date. Also look at some waiver wire pickups, matchup based starts for your fantasy football teams. A lot to get to, so let's get started. You start with obviously last week's game against the Giants. You gotta start with Taylor Heineke. You know, Heineke was very good. He was very good, you know, put up some great numbers. Um, but obviously if you just watch the game, you know, watch the film back. He had a very nice calm presence in the pocket. Um, he read the field very well. I think it's one of his strengths. I think he's one of the better quarterbacks Washington's had in that capacity the way he goes through his progressions in a timely manner um you know I just um, I think everyone should be very excited the way he played uh I've been a big Heineke fan going back to the Tampa Bay game uh you can look back on my old podcast I I'd recommend listening to the uh film breakdown against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers I did this past summer um I really liked what he did in that game he did a lot of continuation of that in this week's game you know, again, love the way he hits his reads. He hit Terry a lot. This team needs to give Terry McLaurin the ball as much as possible. He's their best player. Um, they need to feed him the ball, especially with Curtis Samuel out. And Yambi Brown still developing. Um, but I, obviously, the evident, you know, best play of the game was Terry. I mean, excuse me, those last two, the last two plays of that. Well, excuse me, the second last drive. Those two plays, the out and up to JD McKissick, um, you know, big 50-yard game. Great route by JD. You know, set up his man perfectly on the out and up. Um, great matchup base, Scott Turner call, and you know, great you know throw by Taylor to put it on him uh, to run and you know get some more yards after the catch. And then obviously the last play um, stood in the pocket, easily could have ran, but he you know by the time and threw a beautiful, perfect pass to Ricky Seals Jones, um, high point of the ball. Only only uh, Ricky Seals could get it, so that was absolute dime, perfect throw. Um, and I think you know him staying in the pocket there is really good. You know, going forward because he cannot take hits. You know, I think it's my biggest concern with him. I think he can be a serviceable quarterback for the rest of this year. I'm not willing to say anoint him the quarterback of the future yet, but I think they could definitely win with him this year as long as he can stay healthy. I think it's his biggest bugaboo going forward. He needs to stay healthy. He's a, he's a smaller guy. Uh, you know, he put 15 pounds of muscle in the offseason, um, so let's see if that comes into play. They need it too. So um, he needs to take as least amount of hits as possible. I don't want to take away his mobility because he is a it's a really big aspect of his game. He could pick up yards for you at any point when a play breaks down or even rollouts and stuff. So you don't want to take it completely out of his game, but you just want him to be very smart with it. And, you know, he did a very good job of that against the Giants. He needs to do that again this week against the Bills. But, um, you know, again, they need to incorporate his legs, but also they, they know he has to take care of himself because, you know, as long as he can stay healthy, he can give this team a chance to win. Um, as long as everyone else contributes, if he's, you know, as long as he doesn't have to play. He, he can't play hero ball. He's not Patrick Mahomes or... Uh, Rodgers or Brady, obviously, but if he can just distribute the ball like a point guard, you know, Terry McLaurin to J.D. McKissick, 
Logan Thomas, Deami Brown, when Curtis Samuel gets back, this team will be set up for success. And as long as the defense gets their act together, um, they can still have a serviceable, you know, potential division winning season um, if, you know, everything everyone plays like they're supposed to around Taylor Heineke. So, um, again, very impressed with Taylor this week. Um, over 300 yards, 34 completions, two touchdowns. It was a really good throw to Terry. A little bit behind him on that, fir- that first touchdown, but I think he was perfectly placed. It took Terry away from a big hit from the safety, um, and, you know, obviously it was a great completion and a great, you know, way to you know, get the first touchdown on the board. Um, so, again, I'm, I'm really impressed with Heineke. Uh, I think, again, great game. It's a big test coming up against Buffalo. It's going to be the one of the best defenses he face. I mean, Tampa Bay had a really tough defense last year, but Buffalo's going to have a little more film on them. Um, Buffalo plays a similar, you know, scheme style as Washington defense, so maybe that will help Taylor, you know, when he's going against them. But, uh, you know, Buffalo's going to be, they have a great secondary. So, um, again, it's going to be really exciting to see what he does against, you know, really tough competition. And this is his first road game. He hasn't played a road game for Washington yet, so see how he deals with that, with those elements. You know, next time on Terry, you know, Terry was awesome. 11 catches, 107 yards, and 14 targets, and a touchdown. Consistently getting open. He made he beat James Reber like a drum all day. Um, it was great to see, you know, it was great to see Terry get some national recognition on a national televised game to see how great he is. Um, all the other receivers in that draft class, A.J. Brown, D- D.K. Metcalf of the world, um, you know, those guys are getting more love than him, and, you know, Terry is just as good as them, if not better than them, with what he's had to deal with for the quarterback situation. Um so it just shows that you know Washington fans know they have elite receiver on their hands. He's a, I think he'll be a top ten guy by the end of the year, um, especially if he's getting eleven catches a game. You know you can't expect that every game, but I think it's fifteen to tar- fourteen targets is right on par of what he should get with this team right now. So um, I think ten at the least. So um, you got to feed him. You know he's dangerous with the ball in his hands. I like to see him. You know maybe go more vertical down the field because Terry can definitely do it. It was evident during his rookie year. He has the speed. Um, but the office line, there's a lot of components going in the office line. needs to hold up for that time. They need Taylor to get the ball down to him. So um, I'm looking to see hopefully Terry gets some more vertical aspect to his game. But, you know, either way, he just needs to get the ball in his hands so he can break one anytime he touches it as well. Uh, Ricky Seals-Jones Ricky touchdown was really nice. Like I said, it was a perfect ball, perfect catch. Um, shows, you know, kind of the skills that Ricky Seals-Jones had. I like I liked him, you know, Texas A&M, and he even had a good year with the Cardinals a few years back, um, and he even another good year with the Browns, I think two years after that. Um, but you know, he he can he can be a red zone target. I think he get someone that can maybe solve the tight end two for this uh, team. I thought that in the offseason when they signed him, he has a lot of good skills when it comes to catching the ball, um, good hands, you know, the height. Um, he was a receiver in college and in high school. He's a top recruit, so I think where you see those Jones can be a guy that you know maybe they feature more um not taking away from logan but maybe just give him a little more reps and just another target to have the team as, as much targets as possible so um i think ricky so jones has a chance to make some plays for this team as the year goes on um jd mckissick had a great game i was you know kind of puzzled with the way he didn't play very much in week one um or didn't get very many opportunities i think he's a great change of pace back for antonio gibson i don't want them to run antonio gibson into the ground He's a bright future for not this year, but for the rest of his career. So I do want to take care of Antonio Gibson. So I'm glad McKissick is getting some more run. Um, he had the rushing touchdown. He had the great catch. Um, obviously, the big 50-yard gain to set up the uh, game-leading score. But I'm going to say to give them the lead late in the late in the game. So um, McKissick is a really valuable player for this team. I think someone they you know can continually give 10 touches a game between rushing and passing, rushing and receiving. Excuse me. And someone that I hope this team looks into extending after this year, he's a free agent. A very valuable contributor to this team, and I like him a lot. Um, speaking of other targets, I think De'Ami Brown had a beautiful catch on that one, you know, 22-yard gain early in the game. 
it's a nice uh, dig route towards the middle of the field. Went up and got it. Um, only had two more catches after that. But I really do like Diami. Like I said, I think he's still learning the game, NFL game, and I think it's going to come in time. Um, Adam Humphreys has some nice plays. He has some good hands. He did drive that one drop on that last drive of the game. You got to clean that up. Um, Logan Thomas, I think, gets some more targets as well because he's a very solid tight end, one of the better in the game at this point. So um, still really puzzled to see why Cam Sim isn't getting on the field. I saw Cam, I saw Ron Rivera said this week that they're going to work through that and they know they're aware of that and know they have to get him on the field more and get him some chances. So I think Cam could hopefully, you know, even if he doesn't take all of the Ami's reps, I think maybe they could split it down the middle because Cam is a guy that is a big target. Taylor can be a little bit inaccurate, sometimes a little high at least. And if he has bigger targets to throw to, like a Cam Sims, I think will really make Taylor even more effective. So, And Taylor had a great game with Cam Sims at playoff game against Buccaneers. He had 100 yards. So uh, I really hope they get Cam Sims back you know, into the offensive mix and incorporate it because he's a talented player. Um, had a really good year last year, so I think he can. I think he can build on that. And from my all accounts, he had a really nice preseason and training camp. So hopefully, we'll get to see some of that work come in play. Um, hopefully, as early as this, this Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. Um, the defensive struggles, you know, continued. Jonathan Allen played a great game. He's been the best defensive lineman these first two weeks. Um, he has three sacks this year. He had two all of last year. It's um, obviously great progress for him. Um, Montez Sweat is consistently getting some good rushes. Um, he's had two sacks. Um, you know, he's only getting better. I expect double-digit sacks out of Montez Sweat. Jamin Davis played a lot better. He looked more comfortable. He blew up Saquon Barkley in that last drive of the game for the Giants. Um, still not playing a lot, but he's a guy that I know is going to get more reps as the season goes on. And he continues to get better. I knew he was raw come out of Kentucky. Um, and, you know, they have him playing the Mike linebacker, which is a little more learning for him. So it's going to maybe slow his process of developing a little bit. But Jamin Davis still very high on him. And I think by, you know, week five, week six, he's going to be playing predominant, you know, most of the snaps at linebacker ahead of a guy like John Bosick. So I think Davis is going to progress, you know, as the season goes on. I'm William Jackson third. Really good week one. Up and down week two. Had a couple of nice plays of getting Galladay, but then got beat by Darius Slayton. And, you know, had the penalty as well against Galladay as well. So, William Jackson, you mean, I still love this signing. And I think, you know, corners are never going to be 100%. Everyone knows that. So, just as long as the good plays outweigh the bad ones, I think it's, you know, going to be an effective play for this team. Um, So, William Jackson, like I said, I've I've been, you know, impressed with him for the most part. So, I think it's been a good signing. Uh, Bob McCain's another underrated signing. I think he's played really well in the back end of that defense. Um, He'll come up and hit you. Plays really well in space. Very smart, cerebral player, you can tell. Um, he knows where his assignments are. He's not been the ones that's been kind of having those lapses in the coverage. I think Bob McCain knows exactly what he's doing out there. Cam Curl's been playing well as as, uh, as well. Um, would like to see him play a little more. Um, I know it's a, it's a combination between him, Bob McCain, and Landon Collins. That's what happens when you have three quality safeties. But um, I really would like to see Cam get play as much as possible because he is one of the best defensive players on this team. Um, Chase Young, um, he did have some better rushes this week. Um, he's not the dominant guy yet that all these fan base and um, a lot of media pundits see just yet, and I know it's coming. I don't want everyone to rush a judgment that he's played bad. He hasn't played bad. He just hasn't played up to the standards that a lot of people are putting on him, and I think obviously that will come in time. He's too darn talented not to be one of the better pass rushers in this league, so it's going to come. Um, hopefully that's, you know, will be evident. Um, you know, maybe we can get to see a glimpse of that on Sunday against Buffalo. Kendall Fuller's been up and down, a little more down than I'd like. Um, he had that bad PI this week against the Giants. Um, didn't turn his head around. Um, again, maybe he's more comfortable outside again. He hasn't played slot as much. It's a little bit of adjustment getting back to the slot. 
Um, so I think he can get better as long as he gets you know back to playing solid. Benjamin St. Juice in a much better game this week against the Giants, against the Chargers. Got his head around a little more. Uh, played the ball better. He would, didn't play the ball very well against the Chargers. He played good man coverage both two weeks, but um, he just got to play the ball a little better, especially when quarterbacks you know like Herbert's going to go to those tight coverage and you know, back shoulder throws. So um, he, the giant, Daniel Jones doesn't do that as much. So St. Juice wasn't really exposed in that aspect. Josh Allen could do that a little more this week against Buffalo. So St. Juice is uh, someone that again is another rookie that's going to keep getting better. So obviously the biggest concern is the communication lapses. If Darius Slayton catches that ball, the game's over. So William, that was a William Jackson and Landon Collins mishap. Landon took the inside route, which laid the deep part of the field wide open, and that's why William Jackson let him go. So it's just something that needs to be cleaned up. Uh, it's a little disheartening when you see this defense that has so much talent and you know great coaching in Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio. So um, something needs to be worked out. It just, it, makes you pull your hair out especially when you saw that was the kind of stuff that was happening under the joe berries and the greg manessi of the world and that's when that was really bad coaches and some not as good talent so hopefully yeah i really have confidence that that's going to be pulled together real quickly this there's too much talent on this team defensively and you know too good a coaching not to get it taken care of hopefully with these extra days after the this weekend off that could help get that um, vindicated because it's going to be you know a tougher matchup as starting with this sunday and then obviously going forward Moving on to this week's matchup against the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen, obviously, is one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Um, big, you know, huge arm guy, a tough guy to bring down. Um, he's going to get out of the pocket, make plays. Um, I would maybe have a spy out there for him, especially if they play Jamie Davis a little more. Jamie has the speed to obviously keep him in check. And even Cole Holcomb does as well. So um, Josh Allen's going to be a tough guy to cover, tough guy to defend, excuse me. Again, Huge arm. He's going to make some plays that make you, you know, drop your draw to be like how to, you know, the Washington defense line. I get to him or, you know, stay up. So um, definitely just got to limit those kind of plays. Um, Stefan Diggs is one of my favorite receivers in the NFL. Um, one of my favorite ones to watch. Great route runner. Um, just he's a beauty to watch out there, really, especially when he's running routes. Um, one of the best receivers in the league. And uh, they're going to have their hands full. William Jacks covering him. Kendall's going to get some chances on him, Benjamin St. Juice, so got to limit his production um, because, again, he is a lethal weapon out there. Cole Beasley is a really good slot receiver. Uh, I always remember sticking out a couple years ago. I heard Kendall Fuller when they asked him the tougher receiver to defend. This was during his first run in Washington. Was He and his answer was Cole Beasley, and that made my jaw drop because I would never thought Cole Beasley would have been a guy he would have mentioned. And unfortunately, Cole Beasley was in the top 100, so he definitely has uh, of the NFL's top 100 list this past summer. So, over guys like Terry McCorner, I know the fan base is still upset with that, which I agree with. But um, besides the point, Beasley is a guy that is a tough cover. Um, a lot of the players respect him, uh, especially kind of Fuller, who's going to be kind of tasked with a good amount of him in the slot. And the slot receivers have given this team trouble these first two weeks. Sterling Shepard had you know a big game in week two. Keenan Allen played a good amount of the slot in week one, and you know give the defense fit so um gotta control cole beasley because i could see him having a bigger game in the middle of the field um, manuel sanders is a fair addition for them it's the other outside receiver still a good player even in his older age um but obviously you know i think Diggs and um cole beasley are a little more you know tough to cover but again Manuel sanders sanders can still make plays in this league so they got to account for him as well as well um but again you know going back to josh allen it's gonna be tough to Keep him in the pocket. Um, you got to keep him in the pocket because once he gets out of the pocket, that's when the plays break down. He can make plays um, from anywhere on the field. And again, tough to bring down. Going to have to gang tackle. Um, 
especially, I mean, Chase and obviously Montez could take him down, but again, Josh is a big dude, so definitely got to get some game tackles on there because Josh can make plays um, and frustrate you like the, you know, a a peak big bend where he, we can, even if he don't, they don't bring him down, he can throw the ball away, and that's obviously deflating as well. Um, Devin Singletary has been really, you know, solid these first two weeks for the Bills. Um, he was a good running back at FAU. Um, he's, he's kind of putting it together there. It looks like he's getting more reps um, over guys like Zach Moss and Matt Breida there. So um, Singletary is a guy that, you know, can make can break off a big run. He has, you know, breakaway speed. And he had 90 yards this past week, I think 70 yards in week one. So um, they don't run the ball a lot, but Singletary has been getting more reps um, even the first two weeks. And still, it's not that much. Still made him between 10 to 15 carries. But Singletary is a guy that the, the offense, excuse me, the defensive line does need to, and defensive front seven. That's to account for. The Bills offensive line, I think the Washington defense line should have a good day. Um, Deion Dawkins is a good left tackle, but Darrell Williams is a you know average right tackle. Cody Ford and John Feliciano are solid guards, and Mitch Morse is a you know pretty uh, in the top of the line of centers. But again, this defense should line with the talent that they have should still get three to four sacks every week, and I fully wholeheartedly believe that. And I don't think this week is any different. The Buffalo's the offensive line, like I said, is. You know, good, but it's not elite like Washington's defense line should be. So um, I expect the defense line to still give fits to the offense line and, you know, hopefully make Josh Allen's day um, tough on him. On the Bills defense, they got Gregory Rousseau, the first round pick, and um, Hughes on the other side of him, Jerry Hughes on the other side of him on the defensive line. Um, Rousseau is a, kind of a raw pass rusher, but he's going to get better in this league. But again, hopefully, you know, Cosme and Charles on old who find it him. Jerry Hughes is still a solid player. He's getting up there in age, but um, you know, definitely I think these is this is not as a tough test as it was in week one. So hopefully these guys can hold up. Matt Milano Matt Milano and Trey um Tremaine Edmonds are some of the best off ball linebackers in the league. Um they're gonna be all over the field. Um they're gonna be covering JD McKissick. They, I could see them covering Logan Thomas. Um, those are guys that you know we offensively offensively really need to account for because they can wreck game plans. Tremaine Edmonds is, you know, one of the best, most athletic linebackers in this league, and you know he can make plays. Like I said, all all of, he plays with the hair on fire as well. So, um, and then Tre'Davious White, premier corner, he's going to be on Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin has given him respect already, saying he's one of the best cornerbacks he's ever faced. So, oh, oh obviously, hopefully Terry so has a great day um, and at least get you know gets his numbers. Um, this would be a good test for him. Let's see what he does against a guy like Tre'Davious White. Like I said, one of the best cornerbacks in the league, um, and I expect Terry so to put up his numbers and have a good game. But again, I expect White to shadow Terry. Levi Wallace and Teron Johnson are their other corners. Um, they're solid, you know, two and three corners. But again, I, I hope Deami Brown or Cam Sims can still get their plays off. Adam Humphreys in the slot as well. So, um, you know, I think they need to exploit those matchups because, again, let's say Tredavious White at least limits Terry. Um, you got to have guys like Deami Brown and Cam Sims and Adam Humphreys step up. So, um, and obviously Logan Thomas needs to hopefully have, get some more targets in every good game. Buffalo has a great secondary as well. Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, one of the best safety duos in the NFL. They're going to be tasked with Logan Thomas um, and maybe Ricky So Jones in the middle of the field. So Bill's defense is, you know, one of the better ones in the league. That's why I said it's going to be exciting to see what Taylor Heineke does against them. If he shows out and does well, um, this could go another big step forward of how confident this team could be in him going for the rest of the year. Um, it's going to be a tough game. So as of right now, I'm going to say expect Buffalo to come out on top for a 24-17 win. Hopefully Washington surprises us and gets you know gets a win and upset in Buffalo, but it's a tougher game. And you know I said Buffalo is one of the better teams in the NFL. That Pittsburgh game I think is a little more of an anomaly. They had a great game last week against Miami, um, shut them out 35 to nothing. But I, I don't expect that to be 
indicative of what's going to happen this week. Miami had Tua go down. Jacoby Brissett didn't play as well. And uh, Miami's defense, yeah, I think Washington defense is better than Miami's defense as well. So, um, again, I think it's going to be a, it's a good, solid game. I think it's Washington's going to be in it for most of it. But I think Buffalo is unfortunately going to pull, pull that one out. I'm moving on to fantasy football. Quarterbacks I like this week, Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater versus the New York Jets. He's had a great first two weeks, led Denver to a 2-0 record. You know, he was a big reason why Cortland Sutton had 160 yards last week. Um, he scored at least 20 points in his first two weeks. Good matchup against the Jets. Derek Carr's been playing out of his mind. Probably the best he's played in his career. Um, he's got the Miami Dolphins this week, who, aforementioned, you know, gave up 35 points to the Bills. And he scored at least 27 points in his first two weeks. Carr is a really nice matchup this week. And someone to, you know, to have in your roster going forward. Some running backs, uh, Tony Pollard playing Philly on Monday night. He had 109 yards on 13 carries and 31 yards on three catches last week against the Chargers. He's still in a timeshare with Zeke, and that's, you know, what is going to be going forward. But he's really explosive. The way he comes off the line and gets the ball, when he gets the ball, is just way different than Zeke. He, you know, has another gear. Um, so I think Dallas is going to start featuring him a little more and more because he's become a little more effective in certain situations, Ezekiel. And, you know, he's a Memphis guy. Memphis has actually had a pretty good factory running backs recently when it comes to Tony Pollard, Daryl Henderson, obviously Antonio Gibson, even Kenneth Gainwell in Philly. So I'm um, doing a good job of turning out running backs as of late. Uh, Cordell Patterson's another one. He's a guy that you like because you can you can start him at running back or receiver in fantasy. Um, he's playing at the Giants. Um, the Giants defense is struggling right now. They were better last year, but obviously they're not playing as well right now. Uh, Patterson only had 11 yards and 7 carries, but he did have 58 yards on 5 catches and a touchdown. He's an explosive playmaker, was, like I said, with possessional f- flexibility. So he's a guy that you should roster and consider starting. Uh, then you have Sterling Shepard versus also against the Atlanta Falcons. He's at least 94 yards. In his first two games, he's been Daniel Jones' favorite target in the slot so far. Uh, Sterling Shepard is a really good slot receiver and a guy that, you know, Daniel Jones looks at. Rondell Moore, wide receiver from the Cardinals. He's playing at Jacksonville. Another good matchup this week going against Jacksonville. He's had seven catches, 114 yards, and a touchdown last week. It's an absolute great matchup because obviously Jacksonville is probably the worst team in the league right now. Um, Rondell Moore is a guy I love to Purdue. He's, only, he's a guy that's only going to get better. I know Kyler's going to continue to look for him. Eventually, Rondell Moore is going to be the second receiver in that offense because he's better than Adrian Green at this point in career, and he's better than Christian Kirk as well. So, obviously, never going to take over DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best receivers in the league. But I think Rondell Moore is a guy that's only going to get better as the season gets on, and someone as much Kyler, you know, gets more reps with them and trusts them more. And then Henry Ruggs, um, the first round pick last year for the Las Vegas Raiders, they're playing the Dolphins. That goes hand in hand with my Derek Carr mentioned earlier. Um, Ruggs had 113 yards and a touchdown. Um, he's definitely a big play threat. I could see him getting those deep targets every week, obviously, and hopefully one hits, and that's a big play for you. 56-yard touchdown, obviously, is nothing to see sneeze at in fantasy. So um, Henry Ruggs is a guy that, again, that he's not the number one option on offense. It obviously goes to Darren Waller, and even Hunter Renfro is going to get targets ahead of him. But Ruggs is going to be one of those boomer bust plays um, that you can consider going forward for the rest of the year. But um, I think it's going to be a boom this week going against the Dolphins and um, the way Derek Carr is playing. Well, that will include this episode of the Run Around League podcast. Washington football team had a heart-pumping win last week and looked to build on that in Week 3 at the Buffalo Bills. Hope some of the fantasy tips help you in your leagues this week. Next week, I'll be back with a new episode previewing the Washington football team game at the Atlanta Falcons with a look back at the Buffalo Bills game. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScout21 and Instagram at RomanRoundLeague underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.